Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. good way to start the morning. Let's begin with a word of prayer. God, you meet us this morning knowing that some of us are not okay. 
Some of us are tired. Some of us are depressed. Some of us are lonely. Some of us are heartbroken. Some of us are stuck. God, you know that some of us are not okay and you're not afraid of it. In fact, you create space here, space within us, space in our relationship with you to be honest about what's going on in the world and inside ourselves and still to find our voices to sing praise to you. So hear us as we praise you now. Amen. Psalm 51 verses 1 through 4 read as follows. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. I know what you're thinking. You're flipping frantically through your bulletins trying to find the scripture because that's not our scripture for today. Our scripture for today comes to us from Psalm 55. Listen with me now for the word of the Lord. It is not enemies who taunt me. I could bear that. It is not adversaries who deal insolently with me. I could hide from them. But it is you, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend, with whom I kept pleasant company. We walked in the house of God with the throng. Let death come upon them, let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and in their hearts. But I call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan, and God will hear my voice. God will redeem me unharmed from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God who is enthroned from of old, Selah, will hear and will humble them because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion laid hands on a friend and violated a covenant with me, with speech smoother than butter, with a, but with a heart set on war with words that were softer than oil, but were, in fact, drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and the Lord will sustain you. The Lord will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O oh God, will cast them down into the lowest pit. The bloodthirsty and treacherous shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in you. The word of God for the people of God. Psalm 51 was written by David after the grave sin he committed against Bathsheba. In 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12, we read that David took Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, for himself and his own pleasure, had Uriah killed and then married Bathsheba. 
When the prophet Nathan confronted David about that horrific power grab and murder plot, David felt deep remorse, repented of his wrongdoing before God, and asked for forgiveness. Psalm 51 reveals an urgency, a yearning for forgiveness. Lord, I have done evil in your sight. Cleanse me from my sin and forgive me. So in the context of your sermon series, there's a psalm for that. Psalm 31 would be the perfect psalm about forgiveness. But Psalm 51 is not the psalm I was given. Instead, Dawn gave me Psalm 55. There is no admission of wrongdoing in Psalm 55. There is no plea for forgiveness, nor is there an offer of forgiveness found in this psalm. What we do find here is the messy trail of the pieces of a broken heart. The messiness that the psalmist needed to wade through before he or she or they could even get to the place of considering forgiveness. What we will think about together this morning is a psalm that describes what pre-forgiveness looks like and feels like. What I hear in these verses are the scattered and jumbled thoughts of a person who has experienced or and is still experiencing the worst kind of heartbreak. This is an account of the anguish that we experience when someone we love and trust hurts and betrays us. This psalm captures the acute agony of when someone that we thought loved us hurts and betrays us. This pain pierces the fragile membrane around our tender hearts. This pain cuts to the bone. This pain leaves crusty scabs and tough calluses and thick keloids all over all of our tenderest places. I suspect that everyone here has known that kind of pain. You may be living in just such a moment of life right now. You can picture the person And you can remember the minute details of the heartbreak that left you and left me asking the question, even you? It might be a parent or a caregiver from your childhood. It could be a sibling or some other blood relative. It could be a former best friend or a life partner or even a spouse. As in Psalm 55, it could be a companion from your faith journey, someone from another faith community, or perhaps right here at downtown church. You were bosom buddies. You were soul friends. You were partners. You were lovers. And then out of the blue, they post an embarrassing photo of you online or send you an offensive unsolicited photo of themselves. They share a secret that you thought was safe with them, or they lied to you. Perhaps they stole something from you. Perhaps they stole someone from you. 
The vulnerability, the shock, the outrage, the horror, that's what we see here in Psalm 55. It's not enemies who taunt me, I could bear that. It's not adversaries who deal insolently with me, I could hide from them, but it is you, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. In other words, I wasn't hurt by an outsider, someone on the periphery of my life. You were in my inner circle. I knew you, you know me. We were friends, companions, equals. And now look, even you. Verses 20 and 21 continue. My companion laid hands on a friend and violated a covenant with me with speech smoother than butter, but with a heart set on war, with words that were softer than oil, but in fact were drawn swords, a smooth talker with daggers in their mouth, broken promises, a heart set on doing harm, words intentionally chosen to inflict injury. And they did. Here's the thing, just as you pictured someone somewhere who broke your heart, I would be willing to bet that someone somewhere hearing the same invitation to picture a betrayer in their minds, someone somewhere would be picturing you. Even you, even me. Each of us has broken someone's heart. Each of us has betrayed someone's trust. Each of us has lied and cheated and stolen. At least I know that I have. When I was a college student, I came dangerously close to ending someone else's marriage. Someone I knew from church. Someone who trusted me and had confided in me. I took her trust, and I betrayed it in the worst possible way. She called me out. Even you, Gail, I had to confess. Tears streaming down my cheeks. Yes, even me. I stand before you this morning grateful that she managed to forgive me. I love that Psalm 55 doesn't sugarcoat the agony experienced by the psalmist, nor does it rush to forgiveness. I love that this passage includes an unabashed request for retribution and punishment for the wrongdoer. Did you catch it? Let death come upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and in their hearts. But you, O oh God, will cast them down into the lowest pit. The bloodthirsty and treacherous shall not live out even half their days. In other words, God, just send them to hell. That's our modern translation for that word, sheol. Don't let them live a full life. Let them live only half the days of their lives. This psalmist is not afraid to tell God what is on their mind. 
This psalmist is not reluctant to express their rage and their desire to see the offender serve the full sentence for their sin. This pain was deep. This hurt was profound. And the psalmist goes from talking to the betrayer, but it is you, my equal, to talking to God. Let them go down alive to Sheol, to talking to themselves, but I will call upon God. To religious talk, offering the right faithful answer, cast your burden on the Lord and the Lord will sustain you. The Lord will never permit the righteous to be moved. What a scattered set of thoughts and expressions, and also, you know it, a perfectly legitimate one. That's certainly how my, my, how my mind works in those times of righteous indignation when someone has done me wrong. It's like a stream of consciousness utterance in a moment of deep despair, all the while trying to maintain my veneer of goodness, while also wanting to curse up a blue streak. Raise your hand and look around if you've ever felt that way. See, y'all are not alone. The writer of Psalm 55 demonstrates that we can tell God the whole truth about exactly what we're feeling. God, I'm still really mad. I'm still in the rage and retribution stage of this forgiveness journey. In fact, I haven't even thought about forgiveness yet. I don't even want to think about forgiving. Please, Jesus, help me get to the place where I want to want to forgive. Maybe no one here in your lovely downtown church has ever felt that way, but I certainly have. It took me more than 25 years to even begin to want to forgive my father-in-law for not attending our wedding. He didn't come because I'm black and my husband is white. The good news is that there is hope here in the 55th Psalm. There's hope here because this Psalm creates space for us to be exactly where we are on our forgiveness journey and it ends exactly where our forgiveness journey and ultimately our entire faith journey needs to end. The final line of this psalm is where I pray that we can all land at some point in this agonizing pre-forgiveness stage. I hope and pray that at some point we too will be able to utter to our God the God whose incarnation, whose birth into humanity we celebrated just over a month ago, the God who, in Jesus Christ, suffered exactly the kind of betrayal described here at the hands of Judas, one of his closest companions. I pray that we will get to the place where we can say to our merciful, healing, and forgiving God, but I will trust in you. I will trust that just as you have forgiven me, I will get to a place of forgiving fill in the blank. 
I will trust that just as you have healed my heart in the past, my broken heart, you will heal it again. I will trust that you, Lord, will bring me through this pre-forgiveness phase and carry me all the way to the moment when I will forgive and set myself and my false friend free to live fully again. And also, Lord, I will trust that you will soften the heart of the person that I have hurt and betrayed and offended such that they will forgive me and set me and themselves free. I can't see it just yet, Lord. I can't feel it just yet, but I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Yes, Psalm 51 is the perfect psalm if you know that you need forgiveness for something you've done. But I am grateful for Psalm 55 with its angst and its anger, with its jumbled, scrambled thoughts written from that crushed, bruised, heart-still-broken, pre-forgiveness place. I don't know about you, downtown church, but that's where I spend a whole lot more of my time. And who knew there's a psalm for that? <laughs> Amen? Amen. Amen. Watch him wither, 
Watch them scatter with the wind I can't think of a thing That hasn't been born of a dream Like a love supreme Like a circle unbroken So goodbye, so long, farewell All I've been Ooh, oblivion Downtown Church, may we all go home knowing that the goodness and mercy and grace and forgiveness of God go with us. Go knowing that Jesus who prayed for our forgiveness even as he was on that old rugged cross, Jesus is still praying for us. Go knowing that the Holy Spirit of our living God goes with you empowering you and filling you from this day forward and forevermore. Friends, go knowing you are forgiven. And because you are forgiven, you are encouraged, even commanded, to forgive one another. Go in peace, my friends. Go in peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.